Well, yo, welcome episode 17 of the Masterclass. I'm Double S, your host, joined by Zella. Zella, say what's up to the people at home. Oh, I go on, my people. How are we doing? Good evening, good night, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are listening. Thanks for chiming in. And hopefully from this conversation and every other conversation, before and after and the ones for future, present, hopefully you learn something from it. So thanks for listening. We had a, a lovely start to last year. This year we look, sorry, let me rephrase, this season. We're looking for a better season because last season we we plant the seeds they're looking to germinate now and then we're gonna mold them and shape them and guide them and grow them into big trees and big fruits and plants and vegetables and however we go and cultivate this thing so we can harvest better so let's get to it all right but before we go on let's get a quick word from our sponsor now we've got a quick word from our sponsor. Before I start this episode, guys, just do me three favors. Like the video, subscribe to the channel, and there's a playlist in the description box below. If you've missed any episodes, just click the playlist or everything's in there. Now, without further ado, let's carry on with episode 17. Zella, take this one away with, um, what's the topic of today's episode? guys hear me because i that's that's the one thing that separates us like yeah i hear this guy on the phone in your in your in your in your videos and who is he i'm just like the guy on the phone this is zilla you know what i'm saying the podcast double s and zilla i'm double s zilla's on the phone that's why at the start of every episode i say zilla say something to the people but like he said last season was all about um consequential thinking this season is all about collective responsibility. Take it yes, away. Sir. Let's do it. So, yeah. But where do you come up with the concept of these things? So, every season. So, just just to give you a breakdown. The 31st of this, New Year's Eve, 2019, going into 2020. Obviously, we didn't even have any concept of pandemic or anything but for me he's always every time 
season. You know, you have to have a new theme for that is important to you and how you transfer and how you develop as a person from point A to point B because you can't do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. It's like you can't season the chicken with curry and expect it to turn out barbecue or jerk. <laughs> or, yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's a fact. Yeah. So no matter how you can't keep doing the same thing over and over and expect a different result. Yeah. So collective responsibility is, and we're going to look at the pros and the cons of different perspectives as to how. So for me, I'm a father of six. Yeah. And and I play an integral part in my children's development and their growth and how they go about it. But So for me, I've always have to look at myself first because if I'm the benchmark and everybody see me as the person that they idolize or look up to, because I'm not a role model, I'm a model. A role model is somebody who play a role. Okay, yeah, you're not playing a role, you're just doing what you have I'm, to do. I have to do because I'm, I'm dad. Yeah. I'm Zilla to most people and to to my children, I'm dad. Yeah. I'm that guy that they come to with all the problems and expect for me to solve that problem or help them to guide them through processes. Yeah. So So would you say you're forever evolving? Well you have to because you can't stay the same. And as I just said before, you can't do the same thing over and over again and expect a different um a different result. You have to evolve, you have to change, you have to see things from different perspective, you have to understand the person that you're dealing with perspective, you have to understand their ideology as to how they come across and the way they project themselves and understand that this is where they are in their space and break it down for them if they don't understand it. So the consequential progression But then, so so that yeah. that that right there is why um, <clears throat> I don't know what it is. <clears throat> I had the same conversation with um, Zilla Junior off camera, off the podcast, yeah. and um, something about people just not understanding that if I take this Jenga piece at the bottom, yeah. you thought I'm just, like something that you'd think is so blatantly obvious, people are just like, oh, I didn't see that coming. So then as you start to see that people don't look further than what's currently at hand. Yeah, because it's easy. You see, in in life itself, and we, we've been brought up into a, a culture, societies create this thing where if something happens, yeah. it's somebody else's fault. So use this as an example. So a doctor is trained to try to help you to live a normal life if your body sick, right? But a doctor is trained to cut things out of you or try to suppress the symptom. They can't heal you. Yeah. So you can't live for 30 or 40 years eating crap, frigged up your body, and then all of a sudden you expect them to find some miraculous medicine to heal you. And then if it don't go right, then you are so the doctor say they're negligence. Well then, let's just talk quick facts. I don't actually feel like the doctor's there to... Um 
I read something that says what? How much money could a healthy patient cost? Compared yeah. to uh one that's um uh that keeps going in it, that's sick. And since then I, a lot of a lot of my opinions about stuff like this has shifted drastically. Yeah, but you have to understand that um those type of scenario, they they businesses, aren't they? Of Most of the, the we don't wanna go off topic, but we just wanna create a perspective so people can understand why some of these themes for these seasons have crept into my space because I have a constantly evolving. Because yeah. change is inevitable. And in order for you to affect change, you have to be a part of it. Instead of talk about it, be about it. That's the only way you can go about it. I don't respect nobody who is an armchair rationist revolutionist. You see, armchair, armchair revolutionist? You're an armchair rationist revolutionist. So basically, you sit down and chat shit, but you're not willing to do shit. You talk the talk, but you're not willing to walk the walk. I ain't got no respect for them type of people. So like presidents, uh, government, government. So here's the thing with these people. Uh, uh. You have to understand that they're just the puppet master for this thing because they got advisors who advises them. So, but those are the people that are shown to us that we are meant to believe is in power. Well, there's a power structure. That's why it's called an organization. So organization means that there's hierarchy. Collective responsibility because all of those people that have shit up for everybody is not just the prime minister, it's everybody around him. But aren't they all working together? There you go. So it's a collective group of. So they would do collective punishment, but they won't take collective responsibility. No, no, they not when. Point finger and blame somebody. Like um, when the youth got caught, there was. Totally, this is completely off topic. There was some uh, Channel 4 documentary where they were putting like politicians and. Uh, celebrities and um, a jail, I mean, uh, yeah. some experiment, and yeah. um, the, there was someone in there from I think it was Parliament. I think he got caught yeah. doing some sexual act in the. I don't know. I don't watch the news. I don't care for none of it. But yeah, he said he got he was doing some sexual act. It was either in Downing Street or in the House of Commons, something like that. Okay. And I'm thinking he tried blame on someone else, and then. The other person's trying to blame it. There's no, but they'll they'll come collectively to conspire against the general public, though. Collective punishment, but they won't take collective responsibility for the deeds that they've done. Yeah. So what I'm saying to the people who are listening to these things and watching, either listening in while they're driving or on the train or wherever they're going, if we're not just saying these things because for me, I'm just provoking the mind. I'm provoking the thoughts like, yeah, you're not a sheep, man. You can't be a follower for the rest of your life, can you? So we're saying all mm. of these things. So what I'm saying is about the collective responsibility is when everybody sit down and they all orchestrate this whole thing. Because you see, when you're an individual, you ain't got no say. You see, one time you're... Uh, organization or a collective yeah. or a body of people you got more power that's mad you see because everybody in that organization or collective they've got their own skills that they brought to the table yeah you cannot go against the grain of that because that whole scenario there allows you to demonstrate and cooperate and function in every possible way that you possibly can as a person or a human being or 
as an organization or a shell company or whatever you want to call it, because you've now in a position to demonstrate that, look, it's not just one of us. There's a gang of us. There's a group of us. Whichever way you want to use the terminology, they can't really shut you down in any aspect of whatever now, because now you, you're in a position that you can't talk this talk now. Mm. So who are you to tell me that I can't say what I say? They might outcast you to a point to say, oh, yeah, you're, you're spreading propaganda, or you're uh, extremist, or they will find some type of title to shut you down and then automatically put you in a bad light. Mm -hmm. Yes? Of course, of course, so, of course, of course, of course. Yeah, so you have to understand that when time you're getting into the realms of putting yourself out there as a collective or as a group of people, a body of people, yeah. whether whatever you want to call yourself, you have to understand the narrative you're selling or the narrative you're putting out there is not to cause controversy or conflict. It's like when they come out with the Black Lives Matter thing, yeah. then all of a sudden they're saying, oh, yeah, it started off well, and then it turned into a political spectrum because people are calling for banning the police and re, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Propaganda. Now, yeah, because now they see it as a propaganda machine because you now calling for the same institution that is now dealing with the same people who are saying this thing is corrupt, it needs to burn down and rebuild. But they can't burn it down and rebuild it because it's been working for them. And it's made to work for them. But they were the one behind it, so obviously. So they then... Say coward, they say coward make rules, isn't it? So then, so then, so then here, how, as a people, how do you overcome this? Because I know everyone's talking about the, um, what's the word, like, oh, the revolution, the antichrist, some, someone's going to come out the sky and save us all. But yeah, yeah. I like to be a bit more practical when I think. No, so, that, was a, that was a story, that was a lie that become true, innit? But it's, not, it's still not true, it's still a lie. What is the best place for people to... People to because I feel like a lot of people that will come across this podcast, they're on the search of the truth. They found us and they're just like, all right, cool, let's see what these two people have to say. But then you see what the thing is, yeah? Yeah. We don't want to start going into, because some people, they're not really deep thinkers, innit? Okay. They might say they want the truth, but they're not willing to accept the truth. Yeah. Because, you know, when you have a narrative in your head and yeah. the things that you've been taught is now become thicker. What I mean by fickle, you don't have any existence anymore because you start questioning that thing that you was you you were the one who believed in it and you sway by it, and then all of a sudden you start questioning your own thing. That's when it becomes fickle. So you don't really have much of an existence anymore because something make you now question what you believe from before. Yes. Yeah. So some people not really holding on to the concept of this is what I stand by. You know wishy-washy around the thing and you start saying so some people will come over here and listen to double s and zilla talking about growth and progression and you know collective responsibility and all of these things and think oh yeah but they sound a bit extremist aren't they mm. you see what i mean because they don't want to accept the fact that you talking extremist too because that's what your mindset is yeah because let's let's think about those who settle for the bare minimum in life. When I, when you see that, what do you think? When I see that, I'm thinking, 
Alright, cool. That's example one of not not what I want to become. So, um, previously we talked about the educational system. Our biggest episode on Spotify, episode four, the education system is flawed. Link in the description. Yeah, facts. So, so the reason, and I, I'm going to quote a few things I'm mentioning there. So, for those of you who hasn't heard it yet, or thingy, you can go and check it out for yourself. When John D. Rockefeller created the Educational Board in 1903, Gems. he said he need a nation of workers, not a nation of thinkers. Yeah. So, you know, care if you're intelligent or lack of intelligence, as long as you can carry out the task. That's all he cares about. Mm. Don't care about your opinion. And then school become that thing. So what they do, 30 children in our classroom and they pit each other against each other. Mm. You can be on the playground, yeah. playing, doing all sort of crap. You turn up late for class and you or your mate get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Both of you go to detention and all of that crap. Yeah, yeah. But the minute you so sit down and study, because say, for example, double S is strong in, in maths, Zilla is strong in English. Yeah. I could help you to be better at English and you could help me to better at maths. Of course. So we're on the same par. Yeah. No. They take that away and say, oh, yeah, you need to focus on what you need to focus on. Right. So then you now start thinking you're better than the person who you're on the street with all day. Of course, so of course. Naturally, working. naturally, competition, of course. There you go. But that's kind of mad, though, because it's like we yeah, can't that just... kind of mad is just the way they see it, because bear in mind, yeah. there's a saying that says um, the people who plant trees is not the people who leave the shelter under it. That's a big fact. Big fact. So, because these people, they weren't thinking about yeah. themselves when they were planting the trees. They were thinking about the generation to come. Of course. Thankfully. So if you think about all of the people who done all of the great deeds and leave great legacies and they know with their ancestors, yeah. they names still get mentioned today. Of course. So think about those people who now in in position to create a better generation and leave a better thingy. This person saying today, oh yeah, well, um, climate change is fake and blah, 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 blah. I mean, seriously? Bro, who even gives a shit though? Really? Really? But they don't care, but this is what it's I'm propaganda. saying. Propaganda. Propaganda. I don't care, fam. Honestly. No, but the point I'm making is, what I'm saying is, yeah? Yeah. The people who are running things today, yeah, somebody leave that legacy for them. Clearly, and that's why they shit on us. So what is their legacy they're going to leave behind? More oppression. Then, then there you go. So, and now that's why you understand the theme for me is collective responsibility because it, these people have to take responsibility for the crap and the mess that they created. But they're not going to. So I'm that's why it. this podcast is made. Because you, the viewer, you need to take con collective responsibility over the situation. You no. need to get your act together and fight the oppression. You're oppressed. Just because you go to work every day and you got a nice car and your yard look, you're oppressed. Well, you're made to pay bills until you die. That's not life. You know what I'm saying? You're so oppressed. The, the whole... Um notion of how people behave 
and the way they see things and how they view things, their view, their viewpoint in all of this is, oh, yeah, I'm okay, I'm doing good over it, and um, I'm, 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 I'm stand, I'm a stand-up person in society, mm-hmm. which. Nobody ain't taking that away from you because you're trying to live up to society. You're trying to live up to society standard, yeah. which again, nobody ain't taking that away from you. But then, at one point, at what point, you as that person is gonna take precedent and take responsibility for your actions? Because at the end of the day, no matter what you do, you have to give account for it, right? Of course. So it's all good and well. It's like when somebody they said. You know, we live in a, 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 um, a democracy where freedom of speech. So, nah. so you you then decided, oh yeah, you want to go and speak your mind today and say, then I shut you down. Because <laughs> there's all right. Look at them people there who then call them the um, oh god the the climate thingy. Oh oh, the activists. Yeah. The yeah. people then get arrested and thrown in a jail because they want their children to have a better future when they grow up and their grandchildren. Uh, they should go jail for that. In the eyes so of your oppressors, be, yeah. There's going to be a story for their grandchildren to say, look, my grandmother and grandfather or whosoever it was go prison because they fought for, our, for us to breathe fresh air in our lungs. Greta Thunberg. She, because she decided, you know, I'm going to be a warrior because I'm young and I'm going to, in the future, I'm going to live in this toxic environment and I don't know if I want to bring children in there. They start talk all sort of stuff. Oh, well, she travels on a train still and she fly on a plane still. <laughs> she, are you like, seriously? Because yeah, that's an awesome thing. developed to the point where we can fly without bloody combustion engine. That is an awesome thing to say, bro. I'm not even going to lie. So, is the the way people now sidelining the thing and they look at it from a because the reason why these people was arrested because they there's people saying oh yeah I I I totally accept and agree why these people protest and block the street but I needed to get to work so you tell me because your money game you don't want to live with that breathe better here in your lungs of course because they uh it's just. It's the the knowing and the unknown. That's what it is. Those that know and those that don't know. It's ignorance. Uh, it's, yeah, I think that's crazy, yo. It's, yeah, yeah, I'm all for good air, but yo, yo, I need to get to work, fam. I can't lie. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, but I, but I needed to get to work today. Well, if I can't get to work today, so the boss. I ain't give a shit about that guy. But, if you, get, but imagine there's no work tomorrow because there's no more fresh oxygen. That's my training. And then, then, then you can't afford to buy the oxygen in the in the tank now because <laughs> it's so expensive. What are you gonna say? Oh, my boss is gonna lend me two tanks. He ain't gonna do nothing for you. Yeah, but then that's when time the whole thing now become a control mechanism because you know, yeah, it, at one point we could have gone. You know, like when you hear people talk about back in the days when thingy and they said, "Oh yeah, I remember when a loaf of bread cost this and we were No, it's this. Yeah. Yeah, but when car was cheap and cheerful, people still couldn't afford cars. What? And no, eh? What do you mean? What do you mean? So, at, all right, houses back then used to be. When you say back my, then, you gotta give me a, like a time so, frame. All right, so in the 60s, 70s. Okay. House was in the thousands, not under the thousands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I seen some people say, "Yo, my 
dad bought with his house for like 10 bags, 15 bags. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, I know what his value off of this now. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. But then people still couldn't buy houses. And of people course. still couldn't buy a car, even though a car was like three grand or probably two grand a pop for a car. You know why? Oppression. Because the, no, the value of the money then was so high you couldn't afford to buy nothing. Because oh, yeah. that money carry weight. These days you can you can go down to the thing and eat a piece of steak for a hundred for a hundred pound. Yeah, that would have been like fifteen fifteen pound forty five yeah. years ago. Man. But then you probably you probably eat a piece of steak then for probably a couple of pence. Oh, and yeah. you were well fed. Yeah, well fed. And if you notice the argument and the word they use these days, and every time you talk to somebody, oh, shrink, shrinkflation. Shrinkflation. Yeah, because the package is still big, <laughs> but the product in there is small. So it's getting a hundred gram and a hundred gram lesser and lesser each time. Why? Why? Yeah, because the company still need to make money because they're all about profit, aren't they? Oh, so they actually don't. Okay, great, great. So no one, no one don't care about us. Man's meant to have their own chicken in their backyard, basically. But they wouldn't put the council because there's rules and laws that. Because think about it, yeah. Yeah. I I was born and bred in Jamaica, so growing our own food product and all of these things was the norm for us, right? Of course. So if but you for those born in London, we don't know what. I I don't even know what noises some animals make. I didn't know there was a difference between a cock and a rooster until like a month ago. Well, there you go. So the point I'm making here, son, is the different connotation of how, because everything you buy has to come from a greengrocer or a supermarket, right? Okay, yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, yeah. Because the average person don't even know how to grow their own vegetable. Big facts. Uh, and even if you try to grow your own vegetable, it, it, it's, you get fed up with it because you want to eat there and then. So, you know what I'm saying? You, 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 you're in the process of doing it, but you think, mm, I can't wait, so I have to pop down the supermarket. So if the supermarket decided they're going to shut you out today, you can't come in there, how are you going to eat dinner this evening? That is a great question. That is a great question. Because your only food source come from another control mechanism. Yeah. So, it's, it's, it's after time we sit down and we talk about all of these great ideas and function, if we're not practicing group economics, we're never going to survive this malarkey. Yeah. And the rich will always get richer because we don't see it from a perspective of, oh yeah, each one need to teach one. We see it as, oh, well, um, I'm doing good, so I don't really need to sit down there and giant forces with these people it's called it's called gatekeeping gatekeeping secrets yeah well whether they're gatekeeping or not they're gonna suffer in the long run because you see the difference is you're not part of the elite boy yeah that's a fact you might might privilege look at all the madness that prince andrew keep up did he went prison i don't know i have no idea no but he was never going to jail. Did anyone actually think he was going to jail? Well, like I said, them are the elite. But I talk about the privileged people, you know, because even the judge who sit down there said, man, go to prison. He can't go to jail too. Of course. Well, then there you go. So he's just privileged. He's not the elite. No, no, no. The elite is a small few. There you go. So when they sit down there and uphold them, the things because somebody to pay you to be a prick, you've been a prick long time. You just 
carry out the agenda because you're not getting money to do so. Of course. People only follow the bag. They go against their moral conscience to go, to go. go for the bag. And that comes down to the lack of money. Yeah. Because when you don't have money, you do anything for the damn thing. Yeah, and trust me, and, some people and so do when anything. Those, and so those people who went the day and said they're going to go lie down across the road and they don't care what happened, they just want to let the government know, we ain't playing about to you, you need to fix up. People coming out saying, oh yeah, but I didn't get to work today, seriously, that's all you care about. Mm. When there's bigger fish to fry here. Big and and that's the thing with collective responsibility. It's not just a few; it's everybody collectively doing what they're doing. If you if you know that there's a problem with everything and you're not standing up for it, then you're an armchair rationalist revolutionist. You talk the talk, but you're not willing to walk the walk. I can't credit you for that because, as far as it goes, you just see everything as oh yeah. This is where I am, this is where I want to be, and this is how I'm going to go about it. But you actually do nothing. Oh, yeah, why you haven't done it? Oh, yeah, I get there next year. And then next year. And then next year. And then you find out, so you use the whole year and all of the other years that you say you're going to sit down there for, and nothing ever happened. And now, four decades have passed, you're 76, and the you pack of. Oh, yeah, yeah, that holiday you've been saving up for since you were 15 and you had that first baby. It hasn't happened yet, darling. But you managed to go to Swansea, so there's a plus. There's a plus. Yeah, but it's, it, you see, the thing is with life, eh? Yeah. All right. For male and female, and I'm saying this, and I think I have the right to say this and the liberty to say this, because I've actually lived that life. Let's hear like it. I said, I father six children. Yeah. Now, as a parent, okay. and I'm going to say, I'm not, particularly saying it as a negative connotation either. I'm just saying it in general. Yeah. As a parent, you have plans, right? Of course, of course. And sometimes your plans go off track because now there's another person for you to think about. Yeah. But you can't allow your plans to change because someone else is not entering to the fold. Mm. And the reason why I'm saying this, because as a person, you know, at one point, you wanted to be whatever you wanted to be. Mm. You can't now start age yourself into this position that, oh, yeah, I will never get the chance to be a singer or a singing in a choir or being in a band or, you know, whatever you choose you your mind you wanted to be or you wanted to go to uni or, you know, you, you were playing around and you happens to have a child. It wasn't planned. And now you're at this peripheral in your life where you're thinking, mm. yeah, for the first, I look at it from the perspective, for the first two, three years, yeah, things is a bit up in the air because it's about that child, right? Of course. Yeah. You see the minute the child gets independent? Yeah. Where the child is now going to school or nursery, all of these things? Mm -hmm. What is going to stop me from achieving my goal now? I ain't got no excuse anymore. I mean, that's, that's the only thing that's stopping you. You having excuses. But there you go. So it, I'm just saying this to say that, that you can't give up on your dreams because of one situation. And you know why? Because growth is inevitable. Uh, 
And if, it, it, because if you're not part of, you see, growth and change are interlinking it. Of course. So, if you're growing, it's because it's, a, it's involved change. Yeah. And if you're not growing, it's because you're never interested in doing anything about it in the first place. Because <laughs> yeah. why did you stay stagnant? And, you know, we we come from a mindset and a concept of, oh, well, the world evolve around different concepts and different thoughts. Bear in mind, the sun stays in the middle of the ozone layer in in the in the in the solar system. Yeah. And everything evolve around the solar system. Yeah. Now, different like now, what time is it now? Is seven? Is is nineteen thirty five, which is seven thirty five. Yeah, twenty five minutes to eight in the evening, UK time. Correct. And 21 seconds in counting. Yeah. So in different country, like in Australia, is 18 to 24 hours ahead. Jeez. So they are already in are looking for New Year's Eve. That's mad. So they almost soon get into the countdown. In in the next four hours and change, they will be, they will be bringing in the New Year's. That's mad. That's mad. Uh, somewhere else in Jamaica, they're five hours behind. Yeah. yeah Six hours behind. By the time oh, five, five hours. Australia's gotten, Jamaica ain't even started. There you go. So the point I'm making is when you get to a stage in your life where I see children as a gift and as an accomplishment. As you should, as everyone should. So when you have your children, they're a blessing to you because it's not many people are blessed to have children. So when you when you receive this gift, you treat it with the utmost respect because you've now been chosen to be a carer and a person in responsibility for a life that is now put in your hands for you to look after. That's well, a responsibility you can't take lightly. i got to cut you off here. And yeah. on the topic of not being able to take things lightly, I take the time limit lightly on this video. Thank you everyone for watching episode 17. I'm your host, Double S. I got Zilla on the phone. It's been an amazing episode. Hopefully I can see you next week. I just need you to do three things for me. Like the video, subscribe, and take a look at our playlist when you get a chance. Zilla, say your outro. Yes, my people. I know the conversation skip and jump and it went different places. But I'm asking you, please, please, I beg you, pick the necessary points that's gonna impact your life and do something with it don't look at it as propaganda and don't look at it from the standpoint of oh we trying to incite or uh, insinuate riots or trying to be something that we're not all i'm saying is if you change your mindset you change the circumstances and so I, that is the slogan and that is the mantra of this podcast if you change your mindset you change your circumstances. Notice the question and the exclamation mark. If it's put to you, if you change your mindset, you change your circumstances. And we did that note. Have a blessing, blessed time and a blessed New Year's. See you on the other side. Peace, love, joy, blessing and everything and all the best love and appreciation and all the other stuff that comes with the new season 2024. And as I said, we're always going to be here dropping dimes on you. 
And with all of that says, look after yourself, stay blessed, keep listening, like and subscribe. And we're always going to drop dimes at your foot, whether you like it or not. It is what it is. Love you. Peace. We out. Subscribe and good night, folks. I'll see you next week. Peace.